Hello. Welcome to Retail Nightmares, the podcast. I am your co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. With me, my fabulous co-ghost, Alicia Tobin. Hi. Our guest today is a first-time guest. He's a musician. He's the current drummer of Energy Slime. He's a historian. He is a sports fan. You may know him as Five Mentions Bruce from <laughs> Blank 155, but he's also his own person. It's Bruce Dick. Hello. 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 <laughs> Thank you for being on our podcast. Happy to be here. <laughs> so have you ever been on a podcast before? <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, the last podcast I was on, which is run by my friend, my other friend, Jessica, it's called Home and Away. Uh, it's a baseball podcast. She goes to minor league stadiums around Canada and the U.S. and talks about minor league baseball and the stadiums. That seems so involved. Well, she's a tour manager, so she's okay. always on tour. Okay. Days off, she goes to see teams like the Everett Aqua Sox. Oh, they're socks you wear swimming. Exactly. It's a great intimidating (laughs) sports team name. It's confusing, at least. So I was invited down to Everett, and uh, one of the segments on the show is they eat whatever the popular notable food is in that stadium. And so for Everett, it happened to be (laughs) clam chowder and... On the way down, Jessica and her boyfriend were talking about how they don't eat seafood because it's freaky. I'm like, no, seafood, it's fine. So I ate the clam chowder. And then on the way home, I puked, bazooka puked twice (laughs) in the car. And the way home is you have to go through a border. (laughs) Yes. A a border where you, at least you're getting let back into the country. Yes. So even if you're not wearing pants, because... They were covered in puke. Clam chowder puke. <gasps> Milky puke. Which, uh, Remo. It's uh, it's pretty stinky p- puke. <laughs> as far, if you were rating stinky pukes, yeah, yeah. clam chowder would be, you know. Up there. It's oh got to be God. at least top five. Oh so uh, this is crazy that a f- stadium food would include a chowder. <laughs> yeah, that's so gross. And like, isn't, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but baseball, more of a summer sport, right? So was it like a summer day and you're just... <laughs> it was a very And was nice, it a Manhattan style or was night. it a cream base? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it tomato or cream? It was cream. Oh, oh God. wow. Chunky. Was it in like a bread bowl? How did? Yeah, it was in a bread yeah? bowl. So did you eat some of the bread? I think yeah, so, okay. but I don't remember much of that night. So you had food I'm, poisoning. I'm not sure if that episode ever um, actually got... <laughs> put up anywhere because it turned out to be a little bit of a disaster holy shit that's amazing i haven't talked to jessica since that oh, so no. if you're listening jessica how's it going the public <laughs> she did warn you right about the clam chowder in her own way <sighs> do you like clam chowder uh yeah have you, have you had it since? yeah hell no really <laughs> never again Aww. it's on the list with shrimp I will never eat it again. Well, apparently, I found out that most shrimp is like terribly unethical, so it's okay. You're not like missing out. Yeah, you have to get the one with like certain certifications. Yeah, that's not peeled by slaves. I've learned so much about seafood uh, lately, and none of it is good. Yeah, basically sardines and anchovies are the the only things to eat, and And like sustainable ones. I I did not check if the shrimp was (laughs) ethical before I ate it at the 
end of the party after mixing red and white wine with oh, every Jesus. other alcohol. So is- shrimp no more. Shrimp and clam <laughs> chowder your, uh, on the no your list. Your band name, Shrimp uh, No More. We have a friend, uh, former guest, Adrian Teacher, mm. who has a saying that's uh, nothing from the sea shall enter me. And I mean, I'm getting to be more on his side. I always thought that was ridiculous. And we live so close to the ocean. Why not just eat everything that's there? Except for octopi, of course, because they're the professors of the ocean. I have a lot of <laughs> sayings in my mind that I think. Professors it, of the ocean is amazing. I've never heard it before. They're so smart. Yeah. Clam chowder is a nightmare food. One time Jay and I were on the New Jersey Turnpike on tour um, in the backseat of a van And we were, it was just sort of like, I don't think we had even had a bad show or anything, but just sometimes on tour, you sort of feel like you need to like act and eat like a goblin and just sort of hit (laughs) rock bottom. And so Jay and I shared a can of chunky uh, Campbell soup, clam chowder, cold. uh, cold. We just peeled off the lid and we're passing it back and forth to each other with a spoon. And I think someone took a photo of us. And (laughs) was it good? It was delicious. I mean, I love, I love that cold can soup. I love that. That was one of the first meals Jay and I ever like shared. Was we like heated up a can of uh, soup and then ate it out of the pot because we were goblins. You're also falling in love. Yeah, so cute. I was like, this person is equally as goblin-like as me. This is going to work out great. I'm not going to have to hide who I am at all. And how would you have ever found each other if you're just going based on looks? Because you're like opposites. Uh, people have asked if we're siblings before, (laughs) if we're sitting down at a restaurant, they're like, oh, brother and sister. And we're like, I sure hope not. I had a flashback to my, one of my worst retail nightmares when a server asked if I was my dad's wife. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) your dad's not like a young dad. No, no. He is uh, 30 years older. Yeah. Like a normal age difference. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so terrifying. It wasn't that direct, but it was like, it was a moment of confusion. Mm. I was like, yeah, I'm its daughter. <laughs> you say it in a baby voice. I'm his daughter. <laughs> uh, I have opinions about clams. Yeah. And that is, I don't eat them. And I have never really liked them. But when I was a kid, my mom would make fish chowder and I loved it. But I didn't like the fish part. So I would just eat all the potatoes and the cream and the onions and leek and then eat around the fish. There's this type of fish that's used on the east coast it comes in a tin it's not like skipjack it's got a weird name but it's like perfect for making fish chowder it's the way you make fish chowder in the middle of the winter there huh. and uh she would always make it in the middle of the winter and i'd eat all around the fish all the fish bones that's so that funny sneak in. because i always eat around the potatoes because i don't i don't want any of those potatoes get that's them my out of my part. soup we should share a bowl of soup i know exactly i'll have all the clams and all like the grittiness which it's I the love. grittiness of clams i don't enjoy i love it that's how yeah. you know it's like legit like you got some sand in there it's like you're at the beach i'm love really it. sorry never heard of someone <laughs> who doesn't like potatoes well you know I have. you know me yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I don't mind them. Like, I'll have them if they're there. But if there's, like, an option to not have potatoes, I'll choose it. I've never bought a potato. I was raised rice, and so was Jay. And so... Potato raised. Yeah. And our rice was minute rice. Minute rice. Mm Mm-hmm. So that does that come in like a, a can or a box or something? No, it's a can. But it comes in a rice. it comes in a box. Sorry, it does come in a box, and it's it like just Uncle takes five ben. minutes to to make. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's parboiled. I think is the term. Mm. Somehow been partially cooked at some point. So this is our food podcast. It's yeah. called Retail Nightmares. Honestly, like over the years, we've sort of morphed into talking about food a lot. So all I really 
care about anymore. I did work at grocery stores. So oh, really? I'll- and you've already, like, I think that this, the first uh, clam chowder story in its own way is a retail nightmare. It counts. Yeah, because you were convinced by the locals <laughs> and then sold this. Who? What? It's and crazy. I, and I puked all over the shirt that I bought at the game. Oh. And were you able to salvage any of it? That shirt I salvaged because I just paid for it, but the first shirt that I puked on, <laughs> that one had to go. Uh, it ended up in a bush and probably Blaine. Oh, God. When I was younger, when I first moved out of the house, I lived with my high school best friend, Leaf, and we would go out drinking on Saint Laurent Street in Montreal, and we would drink so much crap, like red wine and sambuca and so much shit. I'm far too much. I'm so lucky I didn't die of alcohol poisoning. Trays of shots. And then I would have to throw up, but I could never throw up. So he'd always say clam chowder to make me throw up. <laughs> oh. And it worked. I'd be like trying, again, trying to up. barf because I would have to work have the to next day. And then he would say through the bathroom door, think about clam chowder. Oh, God. And I would barf. I wasn't going to tell this story, but since we're already talking about barf, I feel like it's <laughs> the perfect segue. Uh, I went to see Sloan at the Commodore on Sunday. Whoa. Which is like, I was joking to Jay that like we know how many years we've been together based on how many times I've gone to see Sloan because like <laughs> once once I started uh, dating Jay I, w- I was like oh this is just part of my life I'm a Sloan fan now so being at the Commodore is weird I don't go there often I think like the last few times I've been there I've either like played a couple shows there like opening for a bigger band and then um, I've just seen Sloan there like multiple times so it's always like the same sort of crowd people like 10 to 20 years older than me and like everyone's you know like it's their night off it's their night away from the kids they're gonna get wasted and Sloan never has an opening act they always just do two sets they have like a little intermission they'll like play one of their classic albums all the way through and then like have an intermission and play their hits and so at the intermission I was standing in line with former guest Adrian LaBelle and uh I got there like some drunk girl got ahead of me and then a drunk girl was behind me and she was just like leaning all over me and touching me. And she was like, what are your opinions on love? And I was like completely sober. And I was just like, oh, God, are we going to do this? And then I tried to like move away from her. And then directly beside me was a woman with her head turned into a corner, just barfing like not too subtly either. <laughs> and do you think it's because they went hard and don't normally go hard? I guess. Or that's just what like their their average Sunday night is like. I don't know. Um, but it was so much barf. It was shocking. And then like a security guard came up and she was just like had her head tipped into the corner. And it was like someone was dumping out a can of soup like every Clam chowder. 15. No, it was like minestrone or something. Oh, barf. <laughs> And then it was so bad. And I like I just I gave up. I was like, I don't have to pee that badly. Like, I'll just wait. I'll just wait until after the show. It's fine. Oh, wow. But then all those dummies don't know that there's a way cleaner, less busy bathroom upstairs. Yeah. I was happy I got out of that conversation with that woman, though, about love. Yeah, I would rather deal with barf. Yeah, I'd rather like clean up barf than talk to a drunk lady being like, what is love? Are you in love? So many drunk people there. And then the other fun thing about that was there was a couple who was making out so hard that like a security guard had to come and tell them to like cool cool well, their jets. <laughs> yeah and it was amazing because at, they were both really short Ooh. they were like shorter and older and they were just like grinding up a storm and they were like right in front of me and right beside me at certain times <laughs> and the security guard leaned over to like 
talk in the guy's ear and the guy had his hand up doing the like rock devil horns sign and the whole time he was listening to the security guard he didn't lower his arm and so he was just like sort of sadly like losing his boner I guess or whatever (laughs) but with his devil horn hands up it was what a what a place to people watch it's so surreal. Anyway. I think that counts as a retail nightmare, too. I know. I mean, I didn't, like, pay for anything, but it was, like, an experience. Can we segue into a retail story about shit? Yes. From puke? Of course. I didn't know we were going to get really so gross. That's really what this podcast was supposed to be about. I'm delighted. <laughs> My first job was at a independent grocery store in Abbotsford called Funk's Foods, and, like, <laughs> it was... Funk's? How was it Funk's? spelled? Like, F-U-N-K. Like, yeah, you know. Started by Mennonites. I'm okay. a Mennonite. Like family My mom worked name? there. My sister worked there. My brother worked there. Holy I shit. worked there. But like my first week there, I was working like these shitty 7 to 9 p.m. shifts. It's not even a real shift. I know. It's probably not legal. It's not. And how old were you? 15. Oh. Yeah, it has to be <laughs> so four hours. Illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't 7 a.m. to 9. It was no, 7 p.m. to 9. to 9 p.m. Yeah, that's not legal. Point? That's right, Paul Funk. What you did was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you out. <laughs> he does love this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> number one fan. <laughs> uh, so this old guy comes out of the washroom area. He's like, there's no toilet paper in there. And like, I just started my one, two-hour shift of the week or whatever. I'm like, oh, sorry. I'll go find where we have toilet paper and put some in there. And I walk in there. And the entire bathroom was smeared with shit. The guy shat on the floor and then had picked it up and (laughs) smeared it all over the stall, all over the bathroom counter, all over the mirror. How do you know he wasn't just wiping his butt on stuff to try and get it clean? How high up was it? It was pretty high. (laughs) He was pretty old, so I think you'd have a hard time getting his butt way up there. (laughs) Mm. Holy fuck. Yeah, for whatever minimum wage was at the time, $8, I was cleaning up human feces. You had to clean it up? Yeah, I I just did it with a mop as far away. Oh, God. That's so stinky. That would be like the rest of your shit. I could pick up a human turd with like two pieces of cardboard so it wouldn't (laughs) touch my hands. (laughs) They didn't give you any like gloves or... No. (laughs) What a horrible place. It was a horrible place. How long did you work there? A few years, I don't know. <laughs> Same shifts? <laughs> Eventually, I think I graduated to the four to nine shift. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so this would be like after school. Yeah. Holy shit. It's a long day. Oh, my God. For a child. Yeah. Oh my God. Cleaning <laughs> human but waste. Was there toilet paper in there? I don't think so. Okay. He yeah. was probably right. There wasn't toilet paper. So- enough but he was just stating a fact actually he wasn't saying i need toilet paper because he had the different plan the whole time yeah he's yeah. he like oh yeah and by the way there's no toilet paper the in there and i left you this that's like a hannibal lecter move it's very unusual behavior <laughs> i've been watching very a anti-social. lot of movies oh wow. you're really knocking it out of the park on this podcast yeah oh, puke shit the only thing that could go wrong is we could feed you something out of season that's, yeah uh, yeah you should then... definitely feed me some so i can bazooka puke <laughs> on every podcast yeah let's i'm fine with throwing away this couch let's <laughs> let's destroy it um sadly i don't think i have any food that would make you puke like you and i both actually have sort of like a similar Oh, yeah, blandos. Yeah. yeah. We talked about this at your birthday. Yeah. We both enjoy like mayonnaise 
Uh, Mayonnaise is delicious. I think sour cream is too a little. It's, it's too, a little weird. It's a little too spicy. <laughs> Tell us just on an average, like what's what's your favorite meal? Does it matter? That's one thing. My favorite meal. Oh uh, yeah, we could do space food. Oh yeah, we could do it right now. Yeah. We've basically done a round of retail nightmares. Yeah, that counts. Yeah, it does. We got two amazing stories plus your amazing story. My retail nightmares are just. Uh, me complaining about people. You got that amazing pillow cover, though. <laughs> yes. For the listener, there is a pillow at West Elm that I really liked. I thought about buying it for Jessica a few times, which then she ended up having a lot of pillows. I have too many pillows. And it's uh, kind of pretty and weird. <laughs> it's got beads on it. It's like a potted plant. I don't know. I have a rule. It doesn't apply to you because you have short hair, but I have a rule, no beaded pillowcases because I'm definitely going to like tear my hair out if I use it. Oh, I'm not even going to get to use this pillow. It's going to sit on a chair in my living room because Hank will whip it off the couch every oh, that's day. that's true. Hank's my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Hank is Alicia's tail. <laughs> um, I wish, man. I would tail. have such a nice tail. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a nice penis. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you would have a beautiful dong. I'm muscular. <laughs> Um, what were you, oh yeah if okay so if you were to go to space I didn't tell my pillow story oh, sorry 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 oh, forget it I thought it. it was that you got the pillow but I got it for $16 I mean that's how much it should cost yeah of course it probably costs like $4 to make anyways and then a bunch of other stories I already forgot about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, space foods. Yeah, if you were to go into space, say you were a space lady who wore a diaper and drove across the country to murder her boyfriend. That's a different segment. <laughs> okay, oh yeah, 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 sorry, I forgot. If you were to go into space and you could only take one food with you, what would it be? Beef stew. Beef stew. Toot <laughs> uh, <laughs> toot. <laughs> just the perfect food okay. you got lots of potatoes in there yeah mm-hmm. i'm out i mean i was out at beef so oh yeah do you do the soup dumplings on top because you would like them i definitely would like them but i'm definitely too lazy i like beef stew you just make a huge pot of it and then you eat it for every meal for a week oh. and then your wife is like i'm divorcing you <laughs> are you eating this still <laughs> can we eat something else and then i say no I see. I can't do that. I mean, like you're you're kind of the same as Jay, though. Like, but I feel like we can't ever make a meal that lasts more than like maybe one or two meals. Like, we can't physically make enough food to like have it all week. It sounds great. It sounds very like economical. But uh, yeah, he just eats so much. I'm very lazy. Um, I only want to make dinner once a week. I mean, I don't even make dinner once a week ever. It's... When my mom made stew, it always would last like two to three dinners. Yeah. I eat it for breakfast, though, too. Whoa. Like, actually, I'm nice. not joking. Would that's you put my like an egg on it? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, I love good. dinner for breakfast. Oh, it's the I best. hate breakfast for breakfast. Well, I like breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner, yeah. It is heaven. I would just have French toast for every meal if it didn't it's like great destroy choice. my body. <laughs> Beef stew, I mean, it is my childhood favorite meal. But could you fit it in a tube sock? Tube sock full of beef stew, dripping tube sock? I would put the the dumpling at the top. 
No, I put the dumpling at the bottom at the to toe. absorb all the, Is this the gravy soup. Preferred soup-ness. way to eat food out of a tube sock. Yeah, you didn't notice on no. tour in the van. <laughs> That's when I talk about making tubes. It's That's, actually tube socks. Got it. Yeah, I never put that in your tubes. Jessica, what food would you bring in space? French toast. Does that count? Yeah, it counts. I haven't had French toast in years. And a tube sock full of syrup. Mm-hmm. I really like food out of buckets. <laughs> I think what? all foods should be just served in buckets. Are you, Are you a horse? <laughs> horse man. He is like Jay. Like some sort of a horse being. Isn't isn't what is it like preppers? That that those people who are like prepping for the um apocalypse or end of the world, they get like a bucket of macaroni and cheese and like put it in their bomb shelter or whatever yeah i guess i'm not planning for the apocalypse but like you're just hungry How do you mean like <laughs> yeah. a bucket of macaroni cheese doesn't it spoil um i think it's got like a ton of preservatives in it mm. but like on tour they shoot horses we went to some like fish restaurant in maine somewhere and got a big old bucket of fish and chips and like bucket. this is great i love but buckets. it's like the food is good that's in it but when you imply a bucket it doesn't sound as good no it sounds a lot like of slop. good things come in buckets like mm. buckets of fried chicken See, and when i hear food bucket i think that's delicious <laughs> you get hungry this is good to Do know you love potato salad i hate potato salad so interesting that is a really divisive food but you love mayonnaise <laughs> yeah but it's too spicy <laughs> it's your favorite we've thing. had this, this- conversation this exact conversation at the party i was drinking i, I forgot say, i don't need anything spicier than mayonnaise but it's not your favorite thing and you don't carry it with you always no <laughs> i don't carry a bucket of mayonnaise <laughs> well you to should. dip my lunch in or whatever oh my god that would be amazing just whatever you eat it's completely submerged in mayonnaise <laughs> mayonnaise can make a lot of things that have gone kind of wrong kind of right like my marriage <laughs> <laughs> Guys, when Just ask kidding. me what food I want to bring into okay, space. Okay, what food do you want to bring into space? I wanted to talk about bucket food more, but I'm ready to, to oh, move on. Oh, yeah, bucket food. What bucket food would you bring into space? <laughs> oh, yeah. I would bring the lemongrass chicken from the Vietnamese place at 17th and Canby. That starts with a Z, uh, an X. I don't know why she makes it so beautifully, the woman that owns that place, and she has the nicest smile. And I brought my dad there on uh, Saturday for dinner, and... I could see he was kind of hesitating. He was looking at the menu. He wasn't sure if there's anything that he would like. And I told him what he would like. And then he wanted to go back the next day. Oh, well, that's such a great satisfying. place. I've never been. They have some options for you. Like a bucket of... But their shrimp is definitely not tough. Air trade. a bucket of shrimp and potatoes. <sighs> no, I'm like done with shrimp now. Um, I think the last time I had food out of a bucket was when I was at Disneyland. The one and only time I was at Disneyland. This was back when I was like... 22 or something so I was still eating meat at this point and I was with uh, three larger men who all decided that the place where we were going to have dinner for the day and we had been at Disneyland all day like I had breakfast at Disneyland I remember I bought an $8 muffin and it was around Halloween so it was like a pumpkin spice everything was Halloween and we went to like an all-you-can-eat southern style barbecue place and they gave you a bucket full of meat and it was like a variety of meat there was like sausage and brisket and everything and i just remember looking at it and being like i'm a vegetarian <laughs> it was like something out of a horror film it was like earth is animal hell some sort of like coroner's organ bucket <laughs> it was i've only eaten once at like a barbecue place and it's the place in town called memphis blues oh yeah I've been and there this too. was before 2004 because I moved to Montreal after that. My dad was visiting and I was like, oh, what would he like? And I kind of had always been curious about that place. So he ordered something I think called the Elvis platter. 
because we're looking at it. We're like, it's not that expensive. This is probably enough food for two people. There's enough food for a week. Oh my gosh. Like I was feeding my dog meat from this platter for so long. And then it was it. I was never wanted to go back. I bet there's like, I bet there's like people that understand barbecue. I'm so sorry. This place is not that, that, but I'm out. It's it's a weird with those place. kind of like huge things of meat. I went there one time, and it was before I went to go see Paul F. Tompkins, <laughs> and I it was such a I went to the one on commercial, and it was like so. Is weird. there even anything you could eat there? I I that was back when I ate meat. I okay. think so. I think I had like a pulled pork sandwich or something. But okay. like, yeah, no, it's so weird. Just the idea and like the all you can eat. Like, you want another bucket, and it's like no one should ever have a second bucket of anything. Mm. Um, beers. Agree to disagree. That's true. Actually, yeah, I guess beers. On that it's, same trip, I we had buckets of beers in Tijuana, and that was also a bad idea. Very bad idea. <laughs> I need to know more about this trip. A lot of like a com- the comedy club downtown that closed, uh, Rest in Hell. Oh yeah, I had buckets of beer there too because it's the only affordable way to drink there. Kind the of. Other time I saw Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> Oh, we were probably at the same show. Probably. Yeah. Just to clarify, are there bottles in this bucket or is it literally just a bucket <laughs> just, of like draft no, lager? No, it was like bottles. Yeah, of, it's like bottles of like Corona or Corona or like Dosa Keys or something. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to say I'm in the middle of bucket food. I would rather have just like a bucket with a straw out of it. You know, like. You just want like eight liters of beer in a bucket. Not beer. Oh. Like, I don't know, some sort of spritzed something. Tomorrow marks uh, six months of me not drinking anything. Mm. All Hallows Eve. I don't understand why I decided to do it, but it's been six months. Sometimes it's just nice not to do stuff. I'm very stubborn. (laughs) In a weird way. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice to opt out. (laughs) I feel that way. Like, it's, I don't know, like alcohol, even if I just have a little bit socially, like I was working a lot last week and... And events that had free drinks. And I would have two drinks over the period of three or four hours. And then, like, on Sunday morning, I had almost a panic attack. And then Monday, I felt terrible. Tuesday, I felt terrible. And I do this every single time. And it's always linked to the alcohol. It lasts for so long, like, the effect of it. Yeah. It's weird. And I like to pile it on and then just eat, like, sugar. I like to pile it on and then stand in a corner and puke out minestrone soup. Yeah, like I never get like drunk either. Like I very, very rarely would drink enough to get even buzzed. See that? It's like not worth it to me. Like I want something that's actually going to do like that's why I've switched to weed brownies <laughs> that I am then high the next day. And I'm like, yeah, I well, think everyone kind of can do good stuff. Thing I don't have a job right now. We should do another segment. Another segment? Hmm. What segment do you want to do? Worst present from Ryan. Oh, yeah. Worst present from Ryan. (laughs) Specifically him. For the listener, Ryan is Bruce's brother, Ryan Dick, label manager at Mint Records and former guest. I'm just kidding. He said he does great. I'll say one bad thing about Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. At one point, like a bunch of people I knew had a crush on Ryan. Bad taste. (laughs) I don't have anything bad to say. If I say something bad about him, he won't put out my record. (laughs) Um, very nice. You told me you guys were getting cut anyway. <laughs> Damn it. So mean. I thought you were a Mennonite. <laughs> Mennonites are very grumpy people. Yeah. Often I think I very would like n- them. Not nice. Why? Um, 
Too many pierogies. Too many pierogies. <laughs> We've just been eating boiled cabbage for like <laughs> 400 years. That'll make anyone bitter. Yeah. Um, or at least your farts will smell bitter. <laughs> um, okay, we did space food. Oh, if you were a demon, what kind of demon oh. would you be? If you baseball demon a giant baseball man i want to know what you guys think my Uh, demon is okay but then you have to guess what our demon is oh no (laughs) okay that's fun we have to demonize each other okay you are a giant baseball batman (laughs) that's a demon that sounds like a what's his super evil power you okay you're a beautiful angel (laughs) um you just give splinters to everyone like all your limbs are made out of baseball bats. Wait, I think <laughs> I just you just gently. I think like, I just figured out my demon though. Okay, it's okay. probably I'm, I'm a grumpy cabbage demon. <laughs> <laughs> just like low key angry about absolutely everything. Well, you've just come to the right place. <laughs> be Mennonite. Yeah, I like it. What color cabbage? Green. Green. Yeah, yeah. but like kind of wilty too. and like old. well, it's boiled. It's oh, yeah, yeah it's like boiled. a limp. <laughs> It's limp and yeah. But cabbage rolls are delicious. Not if your mom accidentally makes them with a peppermint toothpick. What? <laughs> My oh. mom was just trying new things. Wait, that was intentional? <laughs> no. I don't think she noticed at first. But your mom was a smoker, so maybe her sense no, of she taste wasn't taste. as... Okay. My mom has a really great sense of taste. She's got a good palate. Oh, man. So do it's you... like a super taster type. Oh, really? Even with the smoking. Oh, so, like, do you give people like cabbage farts, or like, what do you? What is your power? Um, I think I'm just, just yeah, I'm just generally unpleasant. Okay, is there like a green halo of gas around you there? <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely some gas. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, now you sound more demony. Like Otherwise, it's just, just sound... kind of stinky and you know grumpy about everything. Sounds relatable. Hmm. What kind of demon would you be? I'm a demon that goes around talking about how great probiotics are. <laughs> oh, probiotics are good. Man, I just forgot how great they are. I feel like as soon as I stop taking them, my body starts to like decay. And I'm like, I need my friends. I think that's to what happens. To help me thrive. Um, I am a demon uh, who just watches horror movies and uh, revels in it. And I I love it. I don't know. I'm, that doesn't sound like a demon, though. <laughs> It's like a type of troll, I think. I don't know. I definitely feel like some sort of underworld creature. I don't know. I've been watching... Like, my goal every October is to watch 31 horror movies, like, one a day. And I've gone way over. This is the first time I've (gasps) gone... I'm at, like, 40. (laughs) Well, it's because you've had a bit of time off. And I've been sick. Yeah. I haven't been working. But, yeah. And I feel like it's uh, terrorizing Jay because he's, like, 
a, a gentle soul. So what's the best and worst? The best and worst. Oh, that's a good question. I watched a really terrible one last night called uh, Seven in Heaven, and it just made no sense. Hmm. It was about like kids at a party, like at a kegger, g- going and playing Seven Minutes in Heaven. But then when they come out, they're in a different dimension. And like in theory, it's like a cool premise, but it just didn't really do anything with it and it was like the other dimension was just like everything was bad that's not enough gary cole was in it and i feel like he was drastically underused like he's so funny and good and he was just like he was the guidance counselor who would just sort of show up and be like hey you're in the wrong dimension and i'd be like but why like no How one did they asked. get back <laughs> they had to go back in the closet and reverse kiss <laughs> oh yeah that that was one good part about the movie is like they have sex when they're in the closet really yeah at seven one minutes point, what did they do with the other six minutes no that's the joke <laughs> they like finish and they're like we still have four minutes left and i'm like oh nice. but they're like terrible teens but yeah i've watched a lot that that was the worst the best one may have been i don't know the faculty was really good i really liked that movie and I, well i mean there's great hair josh hartnett's hair i don't know I rewatched The Silence of the Lambs. That movie is it still good? It's still good. Yeah, it's, it was really good. It's so good. It really, it's. I watched bits of it recently, and I couldn't watch it. I'm like such a softy now. It's not really like a horror movie to me. Like it's like an episode of The X Files or something. It's like a procedural, but I love it. Um, but then I watched uh, the sequel, Hannibal, and it's so bad. Doesn't a, sh- a whole show get created out of Hannibal? Yeah, and I tried to watch it, but I couldn't do it. But Hannibal, like Julianne Moore plays Clarice. Right. And they like have dressed her in such a bad way. She's wearing like really bad little, like she just looks like a narc. Like she's like horrible little glasses and like her hair is in like a tight ponytail and wears like cargo pants. And I'm like, Clarice wouldn't dress like that, guys. Anyway, so I'm I'm a demon who like talks about horror movies more than anyone wants to hear about it. That's like the reality. This is the amount of like the part that I don't like about horror movies is watching them. So hearing about them is fine. I'm providing a service. Yeah, thank to you. To the public. Should we Papo? Is it time? Yeah. Are you are it's you gonna ready? be a really short episode? Is it? Yeah, we've only been recording for forty minutes. Well, we can just drag it out. I can tell a few more shit stories. We can have the shortest episode of the podcast. Yeah. No, I think feel like we've got some real short ones. Shorter than 40 minutes? I mean, it's not done yet. I could drag this shit She's out. trying to say that she wants to go home. <laughs> no, no, I want to go home, but this Alicia is very, always wants this to go is home. very early. We could tell another round of Retail Nightmares or... Do you want to do more? Or do you have more? I got some racists I can talk about. Yeah, if, we could do another round. It's not as fun as shit, though. That's true. It's, I mean, it's in so many ways, the exact same. <laughs> well, they are big pieces of shit, but not fun shit. <laughs> not fun human feces that you clean up when you're 15 working at Funk's Foods. No, well, we're like ready. Hit us with another retail nightmare. Of shit. Let's come back around. Let's hear about some sports racists. Sports racists. So I work at a sports store. I won't name it because uh, they already want to fire me. It's called Basketball Billies. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> that place is cool. Uh, but it's got a clam chowder dispenser. <laughs> It's a fountain. Old, old white guys like to come in and, you know, talk to everybody about their favorite sports. Stickball. <laughs> their various stickball sports. <laughs> and for a lot of them, it comes around to like football and, you know, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee during the anthem. That like really sets them off. So when I first started at the store, like 
my first week, I started in September when no one was coming by. And this old guy came in, he was buying like two hats and a book. And he just like ranted about how these football players taking a knee during the anthem is just like, just a big fuck you to white people. Like, wow. And I, I was <laughs> still too new. I didn't feel comfortable. And he was a big intimidating man. So I didn't say anything. But after that, I was like, okay, nobody gets away with any racist bullshit. Oh. And for a long time, it was only. There's a lot of low-key racism that, like, mm -hmm. I know what they're saying, but I choose to ignore it. But this one old fart came in wearing a make Trudeau a school teacher again, like, mega-style hat. <laughs> he <laughs> was such a don't. bad teacher. He was bad. No one learned anything. Yeah, I, uh, I don't love Trudeau or anything. But, uh, so the first thing he does is he comes up to the counter room and points at this photo, which happened to be... The one photo of a black woman in the store, Althea Gibson, who was like a tennis champion, broke like the color barrier for a tennis. He's like, tell your manager, it's not from you, it's from me. This photo does not belong. Pointing to Althea Gibson. I'm like, what? Like, immediately I knew he was a racist, uh -huh. if not from his stupid red mega hat. Yeah. But I explained that she was an important sports figure and therefore belongs in a sports store. Yeah, like, and human. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, not all humans belong in a sports store. Well, I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been in there. We didn't even know it was there. I've literally walked past it for years. Yeah. So, like, it's like my I brain don't know. like erases the word sports. Jim, Jim Carrey. <laughs> so can survive. A photo of Jim Carrey doesn't belong in the sports store. It belongs in an art gallery. So, what gallery. did he say yes. to you? <laughs> After I explained her importance, he's like, yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Like, this is Canadian sports, right? I'm like, <laughs> But, like, the store's full of football, like, NFL football, like, baseball, like, that's American, that's American, that's American, that's European. Yeah, athletes from all over the world have Ooh, memorabilia. Yeah. loser. Yeah, but he just, like, wouldn't let it go. And for some reason, I kept, like, trying to reason with him, argue that all this stuff is important. And then he started going into... uh yeah, next thing you know, with all this PC culture, <laughs> like transgender. And then at that Aww. point, it's like, get the fuck out. Aww. Get the fuck out, you old bigot. So he wouldn't leave because he had to prove his point. He's like, something about free speech. On a soapbox right. or whatever. And I told free him, speech in a privately owned store. Yeah, I told him <laughs> that did not person. apply. So he was just like really <laughs> slowly walking out. So I took some photos of him while saying, smile, you old bigot. So I have these photos on my phone that I've titled, smile, you old bigot. And then the next day he called in to complain as an anonymous witness to an incident, an employee using violent language. Bigot? Is bigot a violent... What? I called him a piece of shit. I called him a bigot, but like, <laughs> and I you didn't know say shit. I was going to kill him. <laughs> but I and mean, I wouldn't hold you responsible. Did he complain to you? No, unfortunately, it was my manager there, but oh. he didn't buy the anonymous witness because it was because <laughs> no, one's no one ever, was around. No one's ever like, hello, I'm an anonymous witness. Yeah. <laughs> witness something in a sports memorabilia store. Anonymous oh, witness. But also, sometimes, uh, Good people come in like Josh Charles. Josh Charles. Who's Josh Charles? He's an actor. He was in like Dead Poet Society. I'm going to Google him. a terrible movie. But I mean, every, every like high school teacher wants to be Robin Williams from that, that movie. Has a boner for that movie. 
Um, Josh, what else is he in? He's in like Wet Hot American Summer. Masters of Sex. That's what I recognize. Okay, I've seen a lot of that show. Josh, what? Charles. Two first names, eh? (laughs) Two first names. He's been around since the 80s. He was a very nice guy. He talked about Baltimore's CFL team, which nobody remembers. Whoa. Oh, yeah, this guy. He was on The Good Wife. He's been in tons of stuff. I just didn't know his name. Yeah. He's like one of those guys. He wanted to buy a shirt from you or something? Yeah. He wanted to buy a Baltimore Stallion CFL shirt. The CFL expanded into the U.S. That makes no sense. (laughs) For a very brief period. To Baltimore of all places. Well, there were other American cities. But it it was a big failure. Except Baltimore. They did okay. So he went to Baltimore Stallions games as a however old he was baby josh charles yeah cute as a dead poet he's got another name it's not just josh and charles uh josh david charles josh uh (laughs) billy basketball charles (laughs) did he buy the shirt josh if you're listening i've got your baltimore stallion shirt behind the counter oh when did he come in he's come in a few times but last time i was not there so the manager did not know that i had Stocked up on Baltimore Stallion CFL. Tweet at him. Wow, I'm reading a lot of fun trivia about Josh Charles. He attended the Baltimore School for the Performing Arts with Tupac Shakur and Jada Pinkett Smith. Fuck. And he so plays cool. guitar. He could be an energy slime. Josh, um, come on the podcast. We're your new best friends. And so is Bruce. <laughs> nice celebrity interactions are like better than nice people, regular people. They're very rare, I feel like. But you have like a huge collection of shirts. Like when we went on tour, you had a shirt for like every every city we play in, basically. Yeah, my alternate demon is like <laughs> demon of minor league sports that no one else remembers. And well, I will talk to you about them forever. You are a historian. So this is like yeah. your area of expertise. Yeah. One of. I, I feel like you should be friends with Katie Ellen Humphreys. She's a huge... I was just at a World Series viewing party, and she was there. Oh. I've seen her before, but that was the first time I met her. I really liked her. I might even go see her tonight after this. She's recording her album this weekend at Yuck Yucks, too. Yeah, I might go to that, that album too. Taping. I'll see you there if you go to the early show on Saturday. Um, how many shirts do you think you have? Have you ever done like an inventory? Ooh, I've got so many. Yeah. I mean, I have a ton of T-shirts, just like band shirts from just touring, not even sports shirts. I don't even think I have one sports shirt, but like sports shirts. Uh, I just counted recently because someone was like, how many dresses do you have? And I was like, I don't know, 40. And then I counted and I have over 100. Yeah, I was at that last clothing swap. I know when you tipped over into 100. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I stopped counting at 100 because I was like, this is embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Don't you have an Instagram for your sports shirts? I lost the password. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mennonite. And if I haven't... Billy Basketball. If I lose a password or something breaks, it's just dead to me. It's dead to you. I don't skateboard anymore because I broke a bearing. And that's that's it. (laughs) Well, there's no more skateboards in the world. Nope. Uh, It's fun to get rid of things and to stop doing things. I don't get rid of them. They just sit there. You do have a lot of space to fill up. Yes. You have a whole house. Yes. Really? Um, Yes. (laughs) Um, I'm very privileged. Yeah, no kidding. Get get out. Yeah, cabbage demon over here. 
Okay, you don't have to tell us how many shirts you have. It's okay. Oh, I was just looking for a photo. I know I've taken many photos of my closet because I think it's so beautiful. I've got oh. all my shirts. Do you have it, like, how is it organized? Like by color or like by location, by sport type? There's a Vancouver, a local section. Okay. There's a Canucks only section. Uh-huh. Then other hockey, basketball, football, and then all the jerseys are hung up. And all the crew neck sweaters are rolled up. I have a question yeah. that's really dumb. <laughs> what is sports? <laughs> it's almost that level. Are there jerseys for different sports or just one sport? Because football is a jersey. But there's a hockey jersey as well, right? Yep. Is there a baseball jersey? Yep. But that has buttons. Yeah, I call them all jerseys. They're all, yeah, it's like the some, things that the players wear are jerseys. Some people call they have specific names. I had a guy in the store last week who was looking for a sweater, but like everything that I thought was a sweater, he called a jersey and like it was just super confusing. Is he, he was British? Get- no. They call sweaters jumpers and that's confusing What's to me. What's a kit when a British person's like... Yeah, jer- kit is like... Your outfit. Soccer, is it like a, a like uniform, whole, right? Yeah, yeah. The whole uniform. Yeah. I have a new kit for Hank. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is he going to start playing sports? No, it's like just a new harness and a new leash. Oh, nice. But the harness has been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. you, oh, thank you. I was confused because I don't know a lot about sports. I don't dislike them, um, but I don't understand a lot of the lingo. And no. because the buttons on the baseball thing, it's more like a... Sh- Button down. <laughs> it's a baseball button down. It's yeah. a baseball woven. It's a baseball suit. Yeah. Three-piece suit. Of all the, your opinions, your fashion opinions, which sports costume is the coolest costume? I mean, I like the baseball outfit. Yeah. With the socks, like socks pulled up. I always think of that Seinfeld episode right, where he, really makes a, he makes a change to 100% cotton uh, uniforms for the Yankees. And then they all shrink and they can't play properly. <laughs> I would love that. I don't know. I do love hockey jerseys the best. Why? But I would never wear them outside because they're too bulky. Yeah, I like yeah, the big. Giant. I just like a big logo on the jersey. In okay. baseball, it's usually like a word mark. They don't just have like the big logo. Yeah, and it's a word and it's like cut up with the buttons yeah. too. So it's kind of like messed up. Definitely, I'm leaning towards baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And then your number on your back is like 69. And then the no, it's not says, a 69. It's just a six or a nine, but not both. Oh, Come I'll on. be the nine. You be the six. Yeah. And then we'll see all our pictures together and we'll be looking. And then our names on top will just be like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it time for Papo? It week? is. No? Okay. I feel, but I feel like your closet was your Papo. <laughs> My closet is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's what this segment is about we don't know pop of the week is just like something dear to you something cute like sometimes when we tell like retail nightmare stories it can get dark like talking Not tonight, about though i mean <laughs> i feel like talking about like a racist customers but it had justice that's true so many of our stories have no justice that's true but anyway pop of the week has been around since the beginning and it's just like for us, it's of the week, but for the guests, it can be anything. It can be like your pet. It can be a family member. It's always an animal for me, basically.
My puppo of the week is the guide dog on the number 99 on the way over here. Oh, man. Oh, I know whoa. you're not supposed to pet those things, yeah, but like... it's not a thing. The person <laughs> sat down right behind me and the dog like stuck his nose right in between my arm and my body and it was so cute puppo of the week was it like a lab yeah black Black lab lab. so lovely (sighs) i've seen a lot of them in training recently like little puppies and it's so cute but i it's the sort of thing where you're like you don't want to like make too much noise because then it's like it's working it's learning yeah. So noble. Yeah, I met I met a, a service dog one time who <laughs> I don't know if it was just that specific dog, but it was like n- not as many rules as I thought there would be. And that dog jumped all over me. And I was like, so how long have you had this dog? And like, <laughs> and you're you're happy with him and he, he helps you. OK. And his name was Elvis. And he's very cute. Also a black lab. Yeah, I think like there's just different. They have different settings. <laughs> yeah, different personalities, I'm sure. Uh, my papa of the week this week. I know she's been my papa before, but as Night Cat, the cat mm-hmm. who comes to visit us, your cat. Uh, she's really crossed over into like the next level of being our cat. I think. Um, she came over and laid down in between. Jay and I were sitting on the couch reading, and she came over and sat in between us and had a nap for an hour. <laughs> but she's never done that before. She's usually like exploring actively when she's here. Or like sitting on us or something like that. So that was a huge step. And then we saw her go into another building. And so we're pretty sure we know where she lives. We used to think she was in the building next to us. So we thought she was like a rich cat. But we think now that she lives across the street and on the corner, which is just like a normal apartment. So we're like, you're not rich. And we know for a fact that a big fat black cat lives there. So we're like, Night Cat, you have a husband. <laughs> so it's like huge. You have to leave a note. Like, remember Benjamin? Yeah. And all the families that he had. And then he ended up living with the fancy family. Yeah. I mean, I'm. You I, wanna, do you want to keep the mystery? I just don't want to like spoil it. Like I, if, you know, we've thought at certain times to like put a collar on her with like a note on it that says like, what is this cat's name? Because we still don't know her name. But whenever she has a collar, she's had a collar a few times, like right when we first met her, she'll like just rip it off. So no, also like I always worry like if she's like going through bushes and stuff and adventuring and she's not used to wearing a collar, what yeah. if it got stuck or something? Yeah. I mean, she's pretty like resourceful. She's pretty big. She's huge. She's giant. And her fur is almost like grown out now. She gets lion cuts and it's like she's in full winter mode now. We weighed her one time and she's like 15 pounds. Hank is 18 pounds. Yeah. And he's a, f- a whole dog. They're kind of the same size. Oh, she would destroy Hank in a fight. Yeah. She's feisty when she wants to be. Anyway, yeah. So we've known her. I realize now it's been like two or three years that she's been coming over here. But we're now at like the stage where I'm just like, when do we just like become your cat? It's wild. Anyway, who's your papo? There's so many. Hank. I love Hank so much. He went to uh, rehab yesterday and got like a bunch of like massages and the women at in the rehab uh, clinic at Canada West were so happy to see Hank again. And he did a really great job. I got to visit him in the tank when he was walking in the water. Yeah, he did the same thing as Cinderblock the cat. Oh, yeah. The, like aqua treadmill. Yeah, he did, was like he usually is better at it. He gets really distracted when I'm there, so I had to leave. 
Um, my dad, my dad's my pup of the week. He drove up from Oregon to see me read at the Vancouver Writers Festival. And then my third pup of the week is the Vancouver Writers Festival. It's like the loveliest experience uh, working with them. It was great. That's awesome. I highly recommend going to the festival. It's really amazing. Lots of great authors. I didn't know we got more than one pup of the week. <laughs> Second pup of the week multiples. is the old lady I scared while she was talking to her plants on the way to work. <laughs> she was very she was very proud of that plant. It was doing a very good job of growing. Aww. Sounds great. That's adorable. Was she just in our yard? Like in one of those like co-op buildings oh, okay. near Granville Island. She okay. was just they were doing such a good job growing. <sighs> That's adorable. There's a lot of people with amazing gardens down there. It's nice to just like walk along the seawall. But then I also feel like a creep when I'm like smelling flowers and stuff because it's like people's. I think if you live there, right you there. must be used to it being like a high traffic area. Yeah, I guess so. You got. It's like, a great trade off to be right on the water. Yeah, sure. Those those co ops never have any vacancies. That's true. I didn't realize they were co ops actually. A bunch of them are. Yeah. Really. A bunch of them are. One of them's pet friendly. Oh, maybe I should just start filling out applications now. For like 15 years from now. Um, anyway, that's the podcast. You did it. You didn't puke yet. Whew. I've been putting clam juice in all your beers when you weren't looking. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever had that like clam juice? Like people buy it to put in cocktails. That's disgusting. My dad asked me once what I like to drink and I was going through a Caesar phase. And so they don't have Clamato readily available in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Canadian product. Mm-hmm. So he bought tomato juice and clam juice. Oh, wow. And the clam juice, I think, was in his fridge for 10 years because I was like, we're not opening that. DIY clamato. Yeah, I'm like, I'm fine with a Bloody Mary. I love tomato juice. That's my last pepo. Tomato juice is pretty good, especially in beer. Yeah, I think my mom had clam juice in her house once. And I think you use it for pasta and stuff, too, right? really? I was like snowed in there once out in Langley. And after like five days, I was just going through all the cupboards being like, what can I drink? (laughs) And clam juice. I made like a, I didn't open it and drink any, but I like made a tableau of like a bunch of disgusting foods. And I think I put it on my uh, food blog. Got so many blogs, you guys. So many blogs. So many blogs. I'm a real blogger. So Bruce. What do you have to plug if people want to listen to your band? Do you have like a band camp? Yeah. Le Master? Le Master has a band camp. Yeah. You can listen to that if you want to. Cool. Yeah, probably and don't want to. <laughs> do you have any shows coming up? We played last weekend. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't tell anyone. We don't have a time machine, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Just a new voice. I like it. It's like Fargo or something. <laughs> If um, any of you out there have a time machine, though, you can yeah. see us last yeah, weekend at CBDBs. <laughs> ah, yeah. Hit me up if you have a time machine. I've got a lot of stuff uh, to do. You don't even think <laughs> once about Hitler. No. Oh, I'll get to that eventually. Um, you're not really online no. much. Do you want to contact me? You don't. lost your password. <laughs> and yeah. I've lost my password. All your passwords. I don't like anybody. I'm a grumpy man at night. That's my demon. <laughs> if people want to hear more about you, they can listen to Blink-155. Yeah. You've been mentioned five times now. Yeah. And if you've got a cool sports shirt, I do want it. Please yeah. contact me. <laughs> he will He will take it from you. I have a show coming up at Redgate on November something. Alicia, what do you have? 
I have a show on November 9th. It's called Alicia Tobin's Come Draw With Me. Nice. It's at Little Mountain Gallery. It's the 8 o'clock show. Doors are at 7.30. Tickets are $10 in advance. Um, do buy them because it often sells out. Uh, then I have my book launch party yeah. on the 20th at Havana Theater with guests. Katie Ellen Humphrey is hosting it. Charlie Demers, Aaron Reed, and Andrea Jin. And I'm going to do reading at the end from the book. And there'll be books for sale and a signing. And then we have a live Retail Nightmares podcast at 10.30. Yeah. 10.30 at China Cloud on November 23rd. Yeah. Part of the Big Fun Comedy Festival. I think I got it all right this time. I think you nailed it. Um, I'm still looking for the date of that show. <laughs> Can't memorize things. Too many weed brownies. Oh, I want to plug uh, the Woolworm album release show. Oh. That's also at Redgate the day before my show. It's November 15th. Uh, that's going to be really good. You can come by the Woolworm album that Jay recorded. It sounds so good. I'd like to apologize to Woolworm for drinking all of Orville Peck's beer and getting them in trouble at the Commodore. Oh. Yeah, I've heard they opened for Orville Peck. Yeah. You drank and his I, beer? I drank, I stole his beer. Oh, shit. And then they were getting mad at Woolworm. They really did get mad at Woolworm? Yeah. Yep, they they fired them. They didn't give them any money. <laughs> no. I'm sure it was fine. They've got more beer. Yeah, it's a bar. The Commodore. Daniel owes me money anyway. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's how you. When's your show, Jessica? Uh, November sixteenth. It's a Saturday. It's at Redgate. Uh, it's a Garbage Dream show. Cool. So that's exciting. Uh, we're playing with Necking, Snail Gun, and Dimwit from Portland. So come to that. It will be exciting. I clicked interested oh, on you. Facebook. Thank you very much. Oh, you're on Facebook. If people want to hang out with Bruce, just add him on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's impressive. If people want to give us money, they can do that. They can buy merch. At, right, the holidays are coming. Yeah. Buy a tote bag for your family it's only and friends. Um, retail that money goes towards the beers more bags. that Bruce is drinking right now. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you, patrons. Yeah. Um, RetailNightmares.BigCartel.com is where to buy the merch and uh, Patreon.com slash RetailNightmares if you want to get a bunch of exclusive content. Uh, Alicia and I are going to watch The, the Matrix, Matrix soon and Jay is going to moderate a discussion about it. <laughs> He's very excited. Um, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. It's not called iTunes anymore. I have to keep training myself not to write that. Thank you, Bruce, for being our guest. Yeah, you were fabulous. You. You're turning into a grouch. It's really funny. I'm watching <laughs> it happen. Yeah. Cabbage Demon. Cabbage Demon's here. Um, everyone buy Alicia's book. And uh, the, I think that's it. Okay, everyone. Be good to each other. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.